is going on, everybody? It is that time again, Thursday night, which means another episode of Intune Live with Goat Rope Garage. And I apologize, I'm running a little bit behind tonight, and the lights look like crap. There we go, that looks a little better. Okay, what, where do I even begin? Well, I need to begin by doing the regular spill in which I say thank you to all the new subscribers, thank you to all the new patrons, and in fact, I'll pull up the list of the patrons right now, tell you all of the new patrons that we got signed up in the last week, we got quite a few, and then on top of it, thank you for anybody that's been sharing the content, because recently, uh, hold on a second, recently, uh, the, the search results have been really good. So I want to thank you guys for that. Let's see who we got for new patrons out here. We've got, uh, man, Andy, Richard Wood, Rich H, Danny Z, which I just saw in here, Jason, Kevin, uh, Nick, Travis, Isaac, and Michael. Thank you guys for signing up for the Patreon. If you guys are interested in checking that out, go over to the website, www.goatropegarage.com, and you can find it there. And let me explain to you kind of how Thursday night started out. So I'm off tomorrow, as you guys know. Uh, tomorrow is the night that we go, and uh, or tomorrow's the afternoon that we go to court over the stupid... <laughs> Don't do that, John. Uh, over the stupid taxes, all that jazz I talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, so I thought, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot my Patreon video that I shoot normally on Friday, which is normally grabbing beer, but this time it was going to be grabbing some vodka with Goat Rope Garage. If you're interested in that series, make sure and check out the Patreon. So, yeah, Sean, I got him. Thank you, brother. Uh, so, I go to start the truck up, and, and patrons, the video is not out. It will be out either later tonight or first thing tomorrow, I promise you. <laughs> Zero, you are correct, sir. You saw the picture, probably. So, I... Uh, Go out, try to fire the truck up. The truck won't fire up. I finally get the truck to fire up. I back it out of the garage, and I start heading down the driveway, and the truck freaks out. The throttle goes, like, wide open. I'm standing on the brakes doing a, a burnout in the driveway, uh, freaking out, like, what the hell is going on? Shut the truck off. Try and fire the truck up again. Go a little bit further down the driveway. Throw it and park. The truck proceeds to redline and park. And I'm thinking, what the hell, man? I must have gotten the wrong tune loaded in this after I shot that video the other day uh, about uh, the the uh, cylinder stuff. You know, the, the test in tune. Yeah, there is a video, John. It's a patron-exclusive video, so only the patrons get to watch this. <laughs> but it gets better. So I, sh I shut the truck off because I'm afraid to keep this thing idling. Uh, and so I run up to the house real quick, grab my laptop, Open up a, uh, open up the tune. Look over the tune. Go load up another tune in there where I make a couple of adjustments, hoping to solve this problem. Go to fire the truck up. The trucks now it won't start because the battery's dead. So now I have to go back upstairs, get the Jeep, drive the Jeep down, pull the Jeep up beside it, hook the jumper cables up, wait like 10 minutes for the jumper cables to kind of charge the battery on this thing. You know how it goes. And so I finally get the thing started back up again. I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to drive it down. There's a little park down the road. I'm going to turn around, pull it back up into the house and put it in the garage. And I'm just going to take the Jeep to go, to go get a bottle of Tito's at this point in time. Well, yeah, well, it gets, it gets better. So I go to pull out of the driveway 
basically a smoky burnout out of the driveway. The throttle's got a mind of its own. Things bucking like a Bronco. Like, I'm holding on for dear life. I get it down to the uh, park. I pull into the park, and the, the throttle keeps on whacking itself. Wah, 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 wah. And so I throw it in neutral, and I try to roll up, and I'm afraid because I'm sitting here in neutral, and... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zero. I'm sitting here in neutral, and it's going from the set point on my truck's around 750, 800 RPMs, and it's going from 800 RPMs to about 2,000. And so I'm like sitting on the brake. I jam it into reverse real quick to try and get the thing turned around, and it does all right. It revs up a little bit. Put it down into drive to try and get out of the park, and now it's trying to die. And it's like backfiring, all kinds of shit's going wrong on it. Blah, 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 blah. Get it down to the road. Turn sideways. Get it headed back towards the house. Give it a little bit of gas to keep it from dying. Throttle pegs out again. It jumps up to about 4,000 RPMs. You know, it's trying to break the tires loose as I'm just trying to go through a 35 mile an hour zone. Get it back to the driveway, and I'm a little bit worried because the Jeep is sitting halfway in the driveway, so I have to squeeze this thing beside the Jeep with no throttle control for the most part, going up a fairly steep hill. I bump up against the curb on the right side. Luckily, the tires are thick enough or fat enough that it didn't tear the rims up or anything. Get it pulled into the garage. It took me, I'm like having to uh, bop it in and out of park to or drive to neutral to try and get it into the garage. <sighs> so finally get the truck back in the garage, unhook the battery because there's so much crap going on. Go back out. Uh, it said unhook the battery, hook the battery charger directly up to the battery to get charged up. So I'm going, I go back down the driveway to jump in the Jeep. We've been sitting half off the driveway and half in the ditch. And, uh, <laughs> And so I jump the Jeep, go to the local auto parts store, and I roll in. I'm like, hey, I need the cheapest battery for a uh, Silverado. And, and he looks through the list, and he's like 160 bucks. I'm like, bro, I ain't paying 160 bucks for a battery for a truck that does 1,000 miles a year. <laughs> and then I went and got my vodka. Cheers. So, yes, if you're a patron, you will get access to the video. I, I got video for the most time, the whole time. Very interesting. So, that being said, let's get back on course here. Sean's here. Uh, Mike, Nick D, Brian Allen, what's going on? Ben, uh, Ben, I don't remember if you're a regular or not, but if you are, I apologize. If you're not, welcome to the channel. Zan, uh, Dan Z's here. Good to see you, Danny. Uh, Sean, good to see you. John, of course. PCT back again. S10 issues. I believe you're new. One Fast Daddy. Good to see you again, John Payton. Uh, Frozy Killshot Customs. Believe you're new. Uh, yes, Frozy Killshot Customs. Get your HP tuner soon. You can do it if I can do it. And uh, just don't do some of the stupid stuff that I do, like jack with settings that apparently screw everything else up. Going back to that. I'm going to once I get once I get the uh, the ECM hooked back up. I'm going to do a full rewrite and hopefully that'll fix it. Hey, what's going on, Atomic? You just missed everything. You're, you're going to have to go back and and see what's going on. Uh, so that being said, let's dive into it here. Uh, let me know what. 
where are we at? Where are we at? I'm sorry. I got kind of distracted there. We've got uh, some questions. Yeah, no problem. No problem, guys. Listen in. I will, I will get back on course here. I spent 10 minutes kind of spitting into the wind telling you about my awesome story. Cheeto Hot, you just missed out on my big, long story. You'll have to go back and watch the first 10 minutes of this video. So, <laughs> Sean, that's kind of the idea. We probably need to have a 10-minute story time at the beginning of the show. Uh... <laughs> yes, Danny Z, it was a goat rope. It worked out good. Uh, I'm anxious to see. I'm telling you, I went through the tune six times. Nick D, I have no clue why your car won't stay in open loop. Did you try a uh, right and tire on it? You've got something wonky going on. You need to download the latest version. If you haven't, you need to do a right and tire on your ECM. See if that solves it. Because you're the only person I've seen with that issue. Uh, Chris N, I messed with some throttle settings on my truck and I took it off on me one day. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to be very careful. Normally, I can make it do that, but the throttle settings that I had in there would not do that, Chris. That's what was weird about it. Uh, VJ, what's going on? You're a new face. Good to see you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was it was uh, it was it was sketchy. Uh, Jason Cohen says, when tuning for knock, how many hits does computer need to see before it changes timing mass from high to low? Jason, Jason, that is a uh, iterative thing where it shifts from high towards low. As you get more knock, it will shift more down there. But as the knock stops happening, it will kind of stop there. Asian Performance, good to see you again, brother. Welcome back to the live stream. Glad you can make it in. It has been a while. Bill Carini is there. Listen, guys, as I said, after you get done, after this stream is over, go back and listen to the first 10 minutes or watch the first 10 minutes. Download the podcast, which we do have the podcast uh, that will go out tomorrow or the next day, and listen to the adventures of how the Super Auto tried to kill me tonight. Uh, hey, VJ. Good to see you. John says, got my math and VE done. Mostly got spark done, but truck dies at stoplight winning gear. Where should I make my adjustments? P01 PC and big ass cam all else stock. What is your RPMs running at? And what are your, uh, what's your idle spark set to, John? <laughs> you are right, Sean Bramall. I'm about to pull the supercharger off of it. It's just going to be a Silverado with a four link and all kinds of other random stuff that it shouldn't have on there. Nick D, you know, I've not thought about doing a podcast just talking about tuning scenarios because it's hard to sit there and just talk about tuning scenarios. Oh, yeah, Bill. Just wait, man. There will be a, a video on the Patreon tonight or tomorrow, so. Yeah, John, you shouldn't be stalling out with 28 degrees of uh, spark and idle set to RPM, uh, R, you know, RPM to 900, man. Like... Is it, is it dying as you stop, or is it dying while you sit there? That's the question, I guess. Uh, PCT, you need to clear codes like ABS. Are, are you, uh, have you tried the uh, VX Diag? I mean, they're like 120 bucks, but they work to clear things like ABS module, communication issues, stuff like that. 
I've got a video on it out there somewhere. <laughs> Josh says, it's saying that you need to drive it more like a horse that's been stabled up too long. I'm wondering if it has something to do with the fact that the battery was dead because the last last time that I started it up there and it actually got running, it threw a uh, security error. So, I don't know if it's the stall saver or not, Zero. Uh, Chevy for Life says, hey, does knock retard pull twice the amount of spark than is required? No, it pulls as much as it's set up to do. Oftentimes, it might be more than it is required. You can adjust the uh, attack rate of knock retard Chevy for Life if you think that it's pulling too much. Uh, Socrates, 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 however you want to say it, Bill and Ted, you know, version, Socrates. When is that Gen 5 torque tuning video coming? I thought I did one on torque tuning. Eh, I need to do one on virtual torque. Is that what you're talking about, Socrates? Racing just says base running airflow. I'm sure he's talking about the, the uh, idle issue. Chevy for life. No, it won't necessarily pull two degrees. As I said, you need to look at the attack rate. There is a specific attack rate that will say... This is how much to pull. Lathan says, hey, did you get a chance to look over those no torque rate tables and driver demand? Lathan, I have. I will be doing a video on those really soon, but not until I get my throttle uh, sorted out because obviously, but there are for the Gen 5 guys out there, if you've not downloaded the latest version of the beta, there are new torque rate tables for driver demand in which this is the thing that everybody's been asking for because it should cause the throttle to close faster. There's not so much of an issue for the throttle opening up, but there's an issue on the Gen 5s where the throttle kind of goes down slowly. These new tables should allow you to max out the negative torque on the throttle control and cause the throttle to shut quicker. I will do a video on that in the next week or so. Uh, PCT, it is the VCX Nano or something like that. John says, as I stop, it dies. RPM drops to like 500. Yeah, stall saver sounds like it might be a little bit out of whack. It should catch it before it gets down to 500, John. And as the other John says, a big difference in rolling idle versus base idle can also cause it to stall. A lot of good information in the chat room tonight. Uh, Sean says, if you reset LTFTs after write, how long does or should it take for them to return to the normal level? Sean, there, you know, it just takes a while. Depends on how far out your short terms are. So your short-term fuel trims are your instantaneous adjustments. Whenever it hits a certain uh, like cell based on MAF or VE, in that cell, the short-term fuel trims are the instantaneous correction on that. And that kind of gets logged into LTFTs as, hey, we did in a correction of like 6%. But you're not going to see 6% directly in LTFTs. Now, as it bounces back and forth on those short-term fuel trims, if it's still out that much, the LTFTs will get bigger until the short-term the STFTs get smaller. So whenever you see your short-term fuel trims very small, that means your LTFTs have probably hit their max limit on there. Uh, Danny Z, for EQ air setup on the 4th gen, is there anything special I need to do? I saw your 5th gen setup, but I'm not sure it's the same. Uh, Danny Z, I should have a 4th gen specific video out there. Check on the uh, YouTube homepage for the garage. I believe I've done a fortune specific for EQ error. Uh, let's see here. 
Yeah, so crates. I will get a virtual torque tuning uh, video out very soon. Uh, still working on a way to uh, how to teach it properly. That's the thing. There's a lot of different ways of doing it, and a lot of the ways that I do it is uh, just being able to recognize issues with it. So I'm trying to figure out the best way for somebody who's new to virtual torque tuning be able to log things, make the proper adjustments. Uh, Darth Giggity says, is there a setting that pulls spark when brake is applied? Yes. In my situation, I've never needed to do this before. The throttle's just crazy. There is a setting in there to make sure that your power does not overpower the brakes. Uh, S10 Issue says, problem with both O2 heater circuits on fresh build 0453 and an 88 S10. One O2 is new. They work fine. Now seem to be really lazy switching but have battery voltage and ground. Any ideas? Really lazy switching. I mean, that sounds like a ground issue. Double check to make sure, are you grounded to the chassis on that? Or are you grounded back in the harness and it's going back S10? <sighs> and are they both being lazy? That's a very interesting question, man. It's not the heater circuits that you're having with, right? Having an issue with. The switching shouldn't have anything to do with the heater circuits. Sean says, so these new tables in the latest beta will allow us to fix the annoying rev hangs. Supposedly, that is correct. As I said, it is more important on the D-cell table. The acceleration table, if you look at it, it is already maxed out on torque for most applications. Project NK, ECM voltage is pretty important during a flash hookup. A, hold on, I lost it there. Low amp battery charger when flashed. Yeah, Project NK, I, I, uh, I think that may have had something to do with it because I've been flashing with a dead battery. And if you watched my last video, you know that I actually flashed with a 50 amp charger up there. Dirt Floor, thank you, brother. Appreciate the smoky burnout. And since you just got here, make sure you go back and watch the first 10 minutes of this video. You will get a crack up out of it. And remind me, I will shoot you a link to the Patreon-only video whenever I get it posted so you can watch it and laugh at my dumb ass. Trying not to keep my truck from flying off into traffic on its own. What am I missing? Yes, yeah, Chevy for Life. This live will be replayed. Impromptunes are available for Patreons only. So, after uh, about 12 hours, I take the Impromptunes offline, and then there is a playlist that the Patreons have access to. I probably need to post that again for the guys that are on Patreon. Uh, John Payton says, Kyle, I've completed a 6-liter build and found a turbo kit from my friend yesterday for my... Oh, from a friend yesterday for an 06 Yukon. What is your opinion on math for turbo on low boost? Math is great for turbo on low boost and high boost. John, stick with it. In fact, I would probably lower the math down to come on and take over and go into high speed mode around 2,000 to 2,500 RPMs, and you should be all right. Jason Cohen says, when full throttle, my TPS maxes at 88.4. Jason, you are logging the SAE value for your TPS. Look for a TPS value that is not SAE. It will read 0 to 100%. Uh, you are getting heater circuit codes S10. You need to check your power or your wiring. Oh, what the hell is this thing? Did you see this? Did you see this Streamlabs chiming in here and said Dirtfloor just super chatted ten dollars. Who was ready for a smoky burnout? <laughs> that is awesome. 
Nick D's going to get one here too. I didn't know that. The, I, I'd set that up. I didn't know it was working finally. Ah, that's so cool. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. As if you guys needed extra stuff shouting out here says people are donating money. I did, well, it was I set that thing up two weeks ago and it's not worked until now for some reason. But uh, Romeo, there is some news on the new project, uh, but nothing nothing's going to happen till after the first of the year. So uh, kind of keeping the course that I've talked about to the patrons, uh, but there's some considerations to think about. <laughs> I'll get into them later on. Uh, Brian Allen says, a couple weeks ago, I asked about what would cause an engine to pop, backfire, and run really rich. Well, figured out if one of your coil packs, <laughs> if one of your coil packs harnesses on backwards, it will still run, but poorly. Brian, yes, it will. <laughs> Welcome to the world of DIY. I mean, that's not even DIY. I've seen professionals do stuff like that, Brian, so... Uh, Kevin Garrett, I emailed you a week ago. I haven't received a response, but I'm trying to create a blower search. I've attached a video with my email as well. Kevin, if you emailed the info at goatropegarage.com, you will not receive a response on there. Uh, that's just because I have a Patreon set up for tuning assistance, and there's over 100 people in there that I am helping actively. And so, you know, it's 15 bucks a month. That's, that's you know, that's the cost of entry, and, and that's to... Not only keep it up and up for the guys that are paying the 15 bucks a month, but to also mitigate the fact that there's over 6,000 people subscribed to this channel. And so I get multiple emails a day asking for assistance. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin, this... Aren't you a patron though, Kevin? I mean, your name rings a bell. Yeah, John, Patreon is basically a platform that allows content creators to, uh, it's a way that you can interact with content creators. So there's like a monthly subscription. We've got a $5 tier, a $15 tier, and a $75 tier, where the $15 tier, you get email assistance with tuning. The $75 tier, which is actually sold out right now, you get an hour of one-on-one -on -one video chats per month. Uh, you can find out more about it by going to the website. <laughs> Whatever, Nick D. Uh, Anthony, it is not, but I am more than happy to share configs for the scanner with patrons. Uh, anytime. Anthony asks if your configs for scanner are available for patrons. And I'll, I'll go into that, you know... There is specific things based on how you tune. In fact, you can ask somebody like uh, Nick D, who I talked to yesterday. Uh, you know, we talked about his scanner layout and how I like to do mine. And, you know, the fact that you can save different scanner layouts now. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, Sean Bremel says, I was going through 2PS percentage hell a couple weeks. Yeah. Log all available throttle position channels and pick the one that actually shows 100 at wide, wide open throttle. The, and the big thing is, as I said earlier, is the SAE ones are not actually percentage. They may read in percentage, but they are designed to read the SAE standard, which is in voltage for things like TPS and accelerator. <clears throat> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, Nick, John, all you guys. Zero. 
Well, Atomic, the same thing on the fifth generation. Also log your uh, requested throttle position. That's a good one to log. That's how we spotted Sean's issue because his looked like it was a torque management issue. And then we logged his requested throttle position and saw that it was actually requesting 100%, but he was only getting to like 40%. Uh, well, not necessarily, uh, Nick. SAE uh, is bi-directional, where a lot of the other ones are uh, single are broadcast. And there's, I've got a video out there where I talk about scanner setup and what broadcast stuff is. The Kevman 011 says your videos are top notch. Thank you, Kevman. Uh, bought the MPV2 a while ago with absolutely zero experience. Now I have uh, successfully tuned multiple vehicles on your info alone. Thanks, Kev. Glad to hear it, man. Uh, keep watching. Keep throwing those thumbs up. Thanks for being a subscriber. Thanks for taking the time to jump into the live chat, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeremy, you missed all kinds of wicked advice. Uh, so whenever you're done, go back and watch the first half hour of this. <laughs> Kevin Garrett says, what's the best way to deal with E85 cold starts in cold weather? Kevin, based on your platform, uh, there are... Uh, some cold start tables or tables that are based on temperature. Uh, but there should be, and I say that, like late Gen 3, early Gen 4 stuff, there may not be, but they are separated based on whether or not they're gasoline or alcohol. So uh, keep your eyes posted. PCT, if the $75 tier spot does not open up in the spring, uh, just let me know. I can open one up for you since you're a long-term subscriber. Okay, Gen 4 LS. There should be on the Gen 4 LS, Kevin, a separate... Uh, hold on a second. You know what? We've not gone over to the tune screen yet. Let's open it up. Let's take a look. See what we can find. How's that sound? Oh, the tune screen is not big enough. Oh, well. Where are we looking at? Oh, this is, this is my tune from earlier. You notice, this is me trying to fix the throttle. <laughs> Trying to not kill oneself. Let me see if I can find a G8 in here somewhere. I got a 2009 Pontiac G8. And let's look under fuel. Cranky fuel. Nope. See, your cranking fuel does not have temperature offsets. Expand this out. Sorry if it becomes hard to read, guys. I've got to make it where I can read. Let's look through here. Let's look at some... Cranking, primary, this is all VE table stuff, so this is all 100%. So if we look into uh, V low altitude, none of these are temperature based. We're looking for anything that might be temperature based that has to go along with starting up. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. So if you go into the cranking uh, FA multi-stage one versus time and look at this, it is temperature-based. So what is this value in? AFR from lower rows. So these tables are FA multipliers that determine the fuel delivery in relation to time. 
Uh, crank continues the AFR selected from the lower rows of the table until it finally stays at the last run stage two table, which we can't see the stage two table. So fuel air multipliers. You need to figure out if you need more or less fuel, and then you can use these tables to blend out. Most likely in cold air, you're going to have denser air, and so you might need to bump up some of these numbers down in the colder area to get a better crank and run. So try that out. I think that was uh, Kevin Garrett that was asking that question. Okay. Let's see what we've else that I missed out here. Uh, so new bets update. You guys were talking about bought earlier. Anything juicy for Gen 3? Are we like the redhead stepchilds these days to get no love? Yeah, you don't get no love because Gen 3s are too easy. <laughs> Gen 3, man, your, your life is easy. It could be worse. I've been sitting here messing with Zero Factor X for the last like three or four days trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with his throttle body only to find out that he was uh, electronic throttle control and I thought he was cable. <laughs> like, why is this... Why is he getting so many counts on his IAC? Well, that's what happens whenever it's ETC and not cable driven. So slow night tonight, only 53, man. We're falling off. People getting bored of my, uh, my live show. Do I need to just cancel the live show? John, that is correct. You guys were the people that broke ground for us Gen 4 and Gen 5 guys. But, you know, everybody's a bastard stepchild to somebody. So, uh, Michael says, two-parter, does a 2019 LT4 require beta HP tuners? Uh, no, but you should want to run beta HP tuners, Michael. <laughs> Good answer, everybody. Listen, if you are running anything that is Gen 5, you want to get the betas as soon as they come out, and they come out weekly. So, <laughs> thank you, First Fast Daddy. <laughs> hey, Frozy, if you are enjoying this, you need to cast an impromptu. Keep your eyes peeled for us Friday or Saturday night whenever we all get liquored up and talk about all kinds of BS on here. Drinks with cold bears. It's not quite every 24 hours, Nick D, but uh, betas do come out a lot. Whenever they do anything new, they will release a beta. So it is, you, it, you're best off checking weekly for the latest beta version to see if they've come out with a new beta. Now, if you're a Gen 3 and a Gen 4, they're most likely you will not be getting any updates. But if you're Gen 5, like, you know, my truck's 2015. They unlocked new maps for 2015. Uh, and two, what, two weeks ago, I think, Lathan? Yeah, I'm telling you, Nick, your car's probably not on there yet. <laughs> John, I appreciate that. I do not drink bourbon, though. I only drink the white, uh, clear stuff. What's going on, Justin E? Good to see you again. That's true. Project NK says keep the latest public uh, release as well. You can run them in tandem. Uh, and the beta can be glitchy, but the, uh, latest public release is usually like two to three months out. Yeah. 
You don't need a Toonski, Nick. You got a tune. Did you get your math finally dialed in? You were right there. As long as you are running rich past uh, closed loop, you'll be fine. That's the big thing. The fact that we can't get your car to go into open loop for some reason, which is still mind-blowing to me. In fact, I need to get with Sean on that and test some stuff out, Sean. I don't think you're having the same issue, but I want to talk to you about what we're seeing on Nick D's uh, car. Uh, with not being able to force uh, open loop. We've done everything to force open loop. And in fact, I'm pretty sure we forced open loop in the past, but for recently, it's it's forcing itself. It's 2019. Uh, you know, so it's one year off from your Sean. There, for the most part, everything should be about the same. Dude, I'm telling you, there's some weird stuff on some of these cars, and I'm not sure what they are, Zero. Yeah, Jason, Beta, you probably don't need it for the Gen 4. You can read the release notes and see if they've done anything for Gen 4, but for the most part, everything that needs to be uh, for Gen 4 has been released. Danny Z, there's no way to delete closed loop. That's the problem. You have to, I mean, short of, I mean, Nick, did you use the scanner to disable it and it worked that way? I don't think it's the twin 450s, man. It's just something weird going on, Zero, where it's not registering one of those things. Straight dumb. Hey, hey, what's the uh, cons of a math-only tune on a Gen 5? Well, on a Gen 5, it's very bad because the volumetric efficiency tables are used for calculating torque, which your whole vehicle runs off of torque. So you definitely want to do volumetric efficiency uh, tuning. It will still work off of a math-only tune, uh, but you're, you really need to do both things like idle are based off of, uh, both math and volumetric efficiency. All of your torque stuff based off of both math and volumetric efficiency. Uh, gen five, it just takes a lot more work to tune. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a good idea. But you, whenever you use the uh, scanner, Nick, it did kill it. So, uh, Frozy says, so one super new question, which is the best HP adapter inversion for a total beginner with FI? I do work with cars, but that's... Uh, Frozy, you're just talking about... you. I mean, the MPV i2 is basically the only thing that you can buy nowadays. They are systematically scouring the world to get rid of the first generation MPVIs, so... Jeremy says, working on a VVE table, truck runs great, 95% sells within plus or minus three. That's all you can do then. 3D model looks kind of wavy. You know, on a VVE table, if you calculate the uh, uh, coefficients, Jeremy, they will pull down the numbers enough to be within the requirement. It's, it's not like the uh, old ones. Hold on a second. PCT, thanks for stopping by, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, Jeremy, it's not like the old ones where you had to be very uh, careful about your VE table getting too wavy because it would cause weird transitions. On the virtual volumetric stuff, whenever you do calculate volumetric efficiencies, it makes the appropriate adjustments and will pull down values that do not transition smoothly. That's why we have issues that if we dial in a specific area of a VVE table that does not transition smoothly, it will actually ruin the table. So,
VJ says, here's one. 6.0 built as a nice torquey NA build with low duration, high lift cam. Wondering if throwing a turbo at that style build will help or hurt it. Uh, you might have issues with the cam on that. VJ. It, you know, generally a turbo build likes a little bit more duration. A little more airflow through to push through because it kind of compounds itself. Uh, but, I mean, the rest of it, other than, I mean, you say if it's a torquey N8, it means you might have a high compression ratio on that. So you need to be a uh, be aware that there is a situation where the more uh, compression ratio that you run, basically a turbo or a supercharger is artificial compression ratio. So you run into the issue of having to really dial back on it. You'll lose a lot of your, your low-end torque because of it. Okay, well, that's part of your problem, Nick D. Uh, what am I missing here? What am I missing here? Okay. What's up, PCM Cover? Good to see you again, brother. Uh, Lathan Bagley says, uh, can the peak torque max under engine torque management general be maxed out? No. Do not do that one. You want that one to be, uh, you know, probably within 10 or 15% over what the engine is capable of producing, Lathan. If you get beyond that, it can cause some drivability issues. Whew, yeah, 218, 223 duration, 6 LQ4 uh, with 862 heads, man. As I said, what what's your what's your uh, what's your compression ratio going to be on that VJ? Everybody, it's that time. Let's. Uh, it's not that time to end that. It's that time to go out. Hold on a second. Why is my mouse not working here? Let me do this. Let me pull up the channel dashboard where you guys can't see it because that's where it needs to be. Let's go to my channel. If it makes any noise, I apologize. It has a tendency to have a mind of its own. And let me scroll over here. Talks amongst yourselves. Okay, I'm back. Here we go, here we go, here we go. If you have not gone over to the Dirt Floor Fab YouTube channel, click that link. Go over there, click the subscribe button. Do me a favor. I've not looked recently. Where's Dirt Floor at? Mm -mm -mm, 9.91, 9.91. So... Uh, Danny Z says, with my 235-248 cam, will idle dial into 1.0 lambda since there's big overlap? Yeah, there will. It will, Danny. The Kev asking if... Uh, no, I've not done one on the Atlas engines, man. <laughs> uh, 
Jessa says, I got my math dialed in, uh, but idle still stays at 600, 800 commanded. I've tried adjusting idle torque and virtual torque, and it still won't go above 650 to 700. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I mean, if you're, Justin, you need to look at both your uh, idle torque reserve. You might need to bump it out a little bit. And then on top of it, uh, if it's still not working, your... Volume, well, let me ask you this, Justin. Have you dialed in your volumetric efficiency? Because you won't ever get your torque dialed in until you dial in your volumetric efficiency, at least for that area. Listen, VJ, you don't know unless you try. So just throw a turbo on it and find out, brother. Nice PCM. Picked up an LY66L90 for my C10. That's going to be badass. Anthony, I am in Pittsburgh. Eh, no, I'm not too nice, man. You're, you're the man. Just sharing the love. I want to make sure anybody that stumbles into here, you know, knows to go over and subscribe to Dirt Floor's channel. I've got you on my list of uh, friends of the, uh, the garage, too. So hopefully that helps drive some over. I'm trying to get you over a thousand Dirt floor. You're so damn close, you're nine away. <laughs> you're literally 991, I think. Sounds good, Danny. You're getting close. I mean, eight to tens, you're almost there. A couple more tunes, you'll be there. Oh, man, zero. Yeah, built 6.0 with Wiseco flat tops. Uh, Jeremy, any plans for trans-tuning vids on the horizon? Man, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Jeremy, you know, I don't like tuning transmissions. <laughs> uh, I, I know a couple tips and tricks on it, but I'm not the transmission guy. There's some dudes out there that are transmission gurus like... Uh, you probably heard of uh, Chuck from Corvettes of Westchester. That dude can do magic with a 6L80. Me, I just kind of go in and adjust the, the pressures, stuff like that. Well, yeah, and honestly, you can you can make some a couple adjustments on the trans, but it's it's really easy to screw a transmission up, unlike you know an engine. Yeah, you kind of have to actively try to screw an engine up. John says, Kyle, what's your opinion on changing the MBT timing table when tuning a heads and cam build? Well, John, that's kind of a loaded question because that MBT timing table there is to limit yourself from destroying your motor. I don't know that heads and cam alone would be enough to change where your MBT timing is going to be at, where you could be, possibly be doing damage to things like pistons and rods. So if you were doing a fully built engine, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, you can adjust the MBT timing out. But on heads and cam build only, I probably would stay away from it. You're, you're most likely going to get into knock before you get up to the MBT timing values anyway, John. Uh, Justin says, I'm having issues doing VVE because below 2400 hertz, the cars will drop below 500 RPMs when coming off throttle and down near stall. It's 
It is too erratic to get a good to get good data. Well, you need to Justin, if you can look at your uh, wideband and see why it is stalling. Are you are you stalling because you're going rich or going lean, <coughs> or because you're losing too much timing? Those are the three things that are going to cause you to stall. You're either way too rich, way too lean, or you're not running enough timing. It's seldom too much timing down there, uh, but you have to use a little tuning intuition. Sometimes the answers are not presented to you directly on the scanner. You just have to kind of play around with that area of the VVE table until it stops doing that. So, Racing says, do you use the Blue Cat transmission tool? I've not used that thing in years. Uh, I think it's still viable. Uh, but honestly, Racing says, I haven't used that thing in years. Mango, what VJ said right there, shift times, little bump in pressure. That's about it. And, and honestly, the shift time stuff is kind of in, inconsequential. You might catch a couple milliseconds off of it, but bumping the pressure is basically what's going to cause it to shift a little bit faster. Uh, what did I miss? Oh, John was asking, at what point does it reference the MBT and how often does it reference that table? Honestly, I don't know, John, because as I said, I don't know that you can necessarily get to the MBT without getting into Spark Knock. I mean, if you were running uh, some stuff that would allow you to, uh, you know, if you're running like straight methanol and stuff like that, obviously you're going to be able to exceed the MBT table, but you got to remember that table is there because at that you know, much advanced, you're running into the potential of damaging the engine. Now, granted, if you're running something like methanol that allows you to exceed the MBT in which it has a slower flame propagation, you're still not getting to the point of actually doing damage that you would on MBT. So if you're looking at something like 93 octane that has quicker flame propagation and that uh, for some reason you're able to get enough timing to exceed MBT, yeah, you're going to break parts of your motor. That's, that is what they are saying. That is the factory determined values that said if you exceed this much timing, things are going to explode. Yeah, VJ, I love BlueCat too. I worked with BlueCat back in the day on uh, helping to develop the uh, virtual volumetric efficiency tables before they were released in HP tuners. So I tested out his first early spreadsheets and then software that ended up getting rolled up into HP tuners. I believe that was done against his will. So, uh, Justin, wideband timing looks to be a little bit low. What are you on, Justin? What's your What's your vehicle, Justin? Uh, racing, I actually, I can't answer that for you. He asks, if anybody knows, he says, do you adjust shift pressures when the trans has a shift kit? There you go. VJ's answering you back. Uh, Kevin says, multiplied by two. I'll have to wait till morning. Okay. Yeah, no problem, Kevin. Uh, Jeremy, I do not have any, uh, input on that. Somebody else can probably extrapolate.
So it is a Gen 5. Yeah, 2 to 6. What are your mods, Justin? Because that's going to be dependent on it also. A lot of time, though, if you've only got 2 to 6 degrees of timing, there's a good chance that you have your airflow maps off. And so it is pulling timing to accomplish your idle. I'm telling you, man, Gen 5s, it is all about your airflows, which then in turn makes it all about virtual torque. <laughs> no problem, Frozy. Thank you for stopping by. Make sure and check in next uh, Thursday. But on top of it, as I said, keep your eyes peeled for the weekend show. It's called Impromptu. I will normally post up a couple hours before it starts. Okay, gentlemen, we are down to the last 10 minutes. Gentlemen, if there's any women in here, I apologize. I never can tell. We're at 55. A lot of people are quiet in the background. Got this new live stream. My mouse keeps on locking up. Got this new live streaming interface. Let me see if I can look at Analytics. 53 concurrent viewers with a three chat rate viewer activity. Uh, stream health says it's excellent. It's kind of cool. They got a new interface for streaming. I, I like it. Yeah, of course, Jason. That's what I'm here for, man. Love these Thursday nights. Thursday nights my favorite thing about the whole channel. Getting to actually sit down here. Oh, speaking of which, real quick. We got about 10 minutes left. I'm thinking about trying to set up a virtual voicemail where people could call in and leave a voicemail question. Would you guys be interested in that? And then we could listen to it live on the show and do an answer that way. I, I think I know the answer to that question, but I thought I'd throw it out there because if everybody's like, nah, don't worry about it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, basically goat mail. <laughs> not voicemail, goat mail. Charles. No fuel trims, idle is searching, no power. Gen 3, BTR, stage 3, truck cam headers. No fuel trims, idle is searching, no power. Oh, Charles, where do you begin, man? That's that's a, uh, there's a lot going on there, brother. I mean, you got to adjust your airflow for idle. You got to adjust your overall volumetric efficiency tables. <laughs> Thank you, Dirt Floor. I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> oh thanks bj i appreciate that and uh yeah keep your eyes peeled on the patreon because i'm putting out a video that shows you how i broke the truck because of the new uh test and tune dirt floor getting that last smoky burnout out there but yeah as i said i'll be throwing a new patreon video out here uh tonight or tomorrow pretty bad hey speedy cpu i'm glad to hear it man uh, I'm excited to check it out. Let me know how that IMFD cable works. Uh, he just upgraded from a P1SC to a D1SC on his Corvette. Bro, the Pistons are going to stay inside the block, man. Your tune wasn't looking that bad anyway, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah, trust me. It will be filtered. Yeah, well, VJ, after making my truck a six-cylinder with the improper firing order... Apparently something got screwed up. I don't know. So I've got the battery disconnected because the battery's dead right now. In fact, all smoky burnouts from tonight will be going to buy the Super Auto a new battery. Thank you, everybody, for your donations. And then, as I said, if you missed the first 10 minutes of this, please go back after this gets posted up. Watch the first 10 minutes. Patrons, keep your eyes peeled for the video of me going through uh, 
in unintentional burnouts and throttle surges and all kinds of fun stuff and dead batteries and having to jump start it. It was quite the adventure earlier. Uh, J. Mike Hampton, no experience with FI Tech. Justin, we are going to have to follow up more on that uh, next week. If you want, uh, check out the Patreon, GoatRopeGarage.com. Yeah, of course, Jeremy. Thank you for the support. Make sure, as I said, uh, yes, the 50-amp tune, zero. That's probably the truth. You probably don't need to be uh, flashing your vehicle while your battery charger is cranking 50 amps into the battery. So, just saying... I said in that video, don't do this. It may have bit me in the ass. Make sure and check out the link I just posted to Dirt Floor's channel. Uh, he was nine subscribers away from a thousand. If there's nine people in here, well then Justin, send me this information on the Patreon. You've got the email, man. You have the ability to get these answers. No reason to do them on live. Uh, but thank you for showing up for the live show and asking questions on the live show, Justin. I do appreciate it. <laughs> Me shave my head at 1K? 1K what, Nick? A thousand patrons? A thousand people in the live chat? A thousand smoky burnouts? I know. You're right, Justin. Yeah, no problem, Michael. Thank you for signing up for the Patreon, though. I appreciate it. And we're going to do some stuff. <laughs> the battery fund! Oh, I, well, I'm not shaving my head at 1,000 subscriptions for Dirt Floor. I love them. I don't love them that much. I mean, what would you guys do if you didn't have this this sweet, sweet, sweet uh, head of hair to, to look at whenever we're doing tuning advice? <laughs> Thank you for the smoky burnout, Jason. Thank you for the battery fund. <laughs> exactly. Well, Dirt Floor is already damn near there, right? <laughs> oh, so... Did we hit it? We're going to jump over. I don't think... Uh, well, brother, I'm just... You're the man. Oh, 1K! There it is. Congratulations, Dirt Floor, for hitting 1,000 subscribers. Uh, go out and sign up for your, uh, your advertisement BS. Takes about a week or two. Start running those ads. Start earning, start earning that 75 cents a day. <laughs> that sweet, sweet 75 cents a day. <laughs> Before you know it, you'll be up to $1.50. <laughs> but seriously, everybody, thank you uh, for helping Dirt Floor out. As you know, Dirt Floor has been with us from the beginning. He's been a uh, moderator for the live streams for uh, months now. This is the 16th consecutive episode once again i think the goal is we're going to shoot for 24 episodes in this season which is crazy we're eight away from that so uh 16 consecutive episodes of in tune here with the uh, the goat rope garage i want to thank everybody that supported the channel because honestly it it, it wouldn't be uh around if it weren't for you guys surprisingly enough i go and look at the metrics uh the searches that find my channel uh, the number one search is Goat Rope Garage. The second search is HP Tuners. And if you search HP Tuners, I am the uh, the number one return. Like, I'm in the top five multiple times on any HP, turn, HP Tuners search. So the fact that you guys are spreading the word and people are searching directly for the Goat Rope Garage is a testament to your support of the channel. 
uh, you guys are growing this channel. I'm just sitting here talking a bunch of BS. Uh, glad to hear that uh, people are loving the new testing tunes, even if I did inadvertently apparently break my truck. So there might be a video on me trying to get my uh, my truck uh, <laughs> running again. Yeah, Nick D brings up a good point. Check me out on Instagram. I do have an Instagram. I'm apparently part of that culture now. It's just Goat Rope Garage. But if you are on Instagram and you post something that has to do with automotive stuff, make sure and use the hashtag Goat Rope Garage. That way, everybody else that's a member of the garage that's not already subscribed or following each other knows who's a part of it. Uh, Brian Allen, good last question. How did you get started with tuning? I got started with tuning with Subarus about 20 years ago, uh, then moved into uh, tuning RX-7s, the rotaries, and then after that I got into uh, GM products with a GTO and then a Corvette. I had a 2008 Corvette that I set the uh, record on run flats on there for a while with the LS3. It was the first, uh, first C6 Corvette on run flats to get into the 11s. It was pretty dumb. I almost wicked it into a wall there in Thunder Valley and Noble doing it. So it's pretty awesome. So uh, Kevin Garrett says, I have a basic question to ask for a Gen 4, 5, 3 cam swap. What are generally the tables to edit on a cam swap? VE, low octane. Uh, no, for a cam swap, it's going to be VE and MAF. And then you might have to adjust your timing for idle area, Kevin, and your idle airflow. Thunder Valley used to be my race, uh, my, my home racetrack. Okay, guys. Wrapping it up, once again, thank you for the thumbs up. Uh, thank you for all the likes. Thank you for all the subscribes. Thank you for getting Dirt Floor over 1K. That's all I got to say. You know the rest of it. Thank you for stopping by the garage. And ABT, always be tuning. You guys have a great weekend.